Since episode five of Our Take, released in late February, Common Ground Committee co-founders Bruce Bond and Eric Olson have been busy meeting with members of Congress, their staff, and others. They've heard increased interest in the Common Ground Scorecard. I'm Richard Davies. Podcast co-host Ashley Milne-Tite joined me for a conversation about common ground politics and more. So the 2024 election season has already kicked off, Eric and Bruce, at least for keen politicos, including yourselves. What do you know that we don't? What's going on behind the scenes? I think the most important thing that's going on behind the scenes in this upcoming election, uh, I'd say actually there are a couple things. One is that with the, the completion of the 2022 elections, I think there is a, a, a growing renewal in confidence that elections are going to go better this time around. We're seeing that. And the other thing I would say is that, and more to what we care about, we're seeing more and more evidence that people are going to be including the degree to which someone works with someone across the aisle to actually make progress they're going to be considering that more heavily in their decisions. It's not going to be the number one thing that drives them, but it will be more of a factor. Issues are always going to rule and frankly, image as well. But there's definitely from a polarization perspective, there's more interest in getting away from that in this upcoming election. That's quite a hopeful thought. Eric, what's the evidence for that? Why is that happening? I'd like to say that I have a definitive response to that. We did note in a in an earlier uh, our take that the difficulty with which Speaker McCarthy faced election as the Speaker of the House and the deals that he had to make actually had the we think had the effect of creating more bipartisanship because people were having to f- find ways to work together and find ways to compromise with one another. We see evidence of that in our own outreach to members of Congress. Uh, They're very interested in representing themselves as bipartisan. They're very interested in talking with us about bipartisanship and asserting their interest in bipartisanship. It even has come up in some news reports lately that there's a sense of greater bipartisanship that's showing up in Congress right now. And we're hoping that that carries into 2024 and, and favors those candidates who are interested in looking for solutions rather than ways to score political points. I would add there there's actually some statistical evidence out there. One of the more notable ones is the Georgetown battleground study that was done, I think, in the fall, right before the 2022 election, that showed that 68 percent of the population was going to be considering the degree to which one worked with the other side as a factor in their voting decision. And that was a significant change from what they had seen in the past. So the, you know, the data's out there, like Eric suggested, we're seeing people in our, in our scorecard effort, we're seeing the elected officials using their score from the common ground scorecard as a uh, differentiator in their election efforts. And that's relatively new, too. There was a time where, you know, if you were perceived as working with the other side, 
that would be considered a liability. And that is clearly changing. Now, just Bruce, explain to people who may not have listened to the last take. what is the scorecard? The Common Ground Scorecard is a tool that we created for voters that allows uh, the voter to see to what degree a candidate is likely to work across the aisle to make progress as opposed to hold the ideological line. It's a score of a zero to 100. It scores all senators, uh, all rep- representatives in the House of Representatives and governors and also president. And the, the idea is before you go and vote, you want to check what the uh, common ground score is for the candidate that, you, that you're interested in. By the way, it's not just the incumbents, but the challengers as well. And so you have a sense of the degree to which someone is going to be bipartisan in the work that they do if they are elected. And it, has, uh, it, it is clearly growing in interest. It's really interesting that you've said that members of Congress may be working across the aisle more than many of us see in media coverage. Um, I noticed that there's a, a survey from a group called Starts With Us that found that hyperpartisan politicians, that they received four times more coverage than bipartisan problem solvers in, in leading media outlets. Is our perception of what's going on in Congress different from reality? I would argue, yes. Uh, we were approached by Starts With Us earlier in the year, I think back in February. They had the hypothesis that those people who were who had low scores or who were demonstrating greater partisanship and uh, more attacking of those on the other side were getting more coverage in the media. So we were very happy to talk with them and have a conversation with them. They asked us for the leading seven members of Congress from our scorecard and the lowest uh, seven members of Congress from our scorecard. They used uh, an average score over a two-year period to calculate who those members were. And so we had 14 members with very different scores. And I want to point out that having a high score or having a low score doesn't give you any indication of what you're ideology is or whether you're a Democrat or Republican or anything like that, it, it uh, was fairly evenly divided between the two, both in the high score and in the low score. It starts with us, also approached George Mason University. They have a group that measures media bias. And what they did was they looked at a period both one month before and then one month after the election and measured who among the 14 candidates received the most coverage in the media. And it was a very interesting study because they showed that those who were more partisan received a substantially greater number of media stories about them than those who were uh, who were very bipartisan. Uh, out of 759 media hits, 612 went to the had a low score on the scorecard, and 147 went to those who had a high score on the scorecard. The study was very lopsided, showing that those who had lower interest in bipartisanship were getting more note and coverage by the media. And uh, we've often said that those who are very partisan are not very actively engaged in moving things forward. They don't pass a lot of legislation on their own. 
they don't work with those across the aisle. And so their legislation often gets stuck, especially in a Congress that's so narrowly divided. And this this demonstrates that those people who are actually getting more things done are not getting picked up as much by the media as those who are making statements that are that are hostile and and, uh, inflammatory towards those across the aisle. I know the two of you have been in Washington, D.C. fairly recently. Is there an anecdote or a story or two that you could tell from that time that illustrates some of what we're talking about, whether it's about the school card or anything else? Yeah, we we actually have a bunch of stories. One that, that particularly stands out to me is um, one with a congressman who we went to visit. And after after he and his staff figured out that we actually weren't there trying to get them to vote a certain way or that we had sort of some sort of angle, but that we actually wanted to help him show that his, his actual behavior and so forth is much was much higher than his score that was showing up on our in our scorecard. He finally figured out that we actually were there to be of help. And he said, the first thing he said, to, he says, you know, I have this colleague that I work with in this committee that I'm on. How come he has a higher score than I do? And I thought, well, geez, that's exactly the behavior we want. We want people to look at the scorecard and go, well, how come I'm not higher? The notion that there was actually sort of a competitive element to that was was pretty exciting to see. When we meet with people, it's a it's a it's a common thing where they once they realize that we actually are there about this question of being bipartisan and helping them show publicly that they actually are capable in this area, that they engage with us and they tell us all sorts of things that they're doing or working on. And, um, uh, you know, we now for the first time we have Congress people reaching out to us. And there's another story I'd like to share with you, Ashley. We're visiting with a congresswoman who is a high scorer in the Common Ground Scorecard, and her staff let us know as we were sitting down that she had a meeting with Secretary Blinken, Secretary of State, immediately following, and we had, like, I forget, 20 minutes is is the most we were going to be able to do. Well, 30 minutes into the conversation, her staff is, like, pulling on her to get the heck out, yeah. to go go meet with the secretary. Yeah. She, she was so engaged in the, the conversation because we were talking about how we could make progress and the, you know, the dynamic of bipartisanship growing within Congress. She was so wrapped up in the conversation that she didn't want to leave. And the ground was uh, just too compelling. It was too compelling. Was. Exactly. It was. And uh, it- we got a real kick out of that. It was, it was really fun to, to, you know, see that sort of dynamic in play. And it really, I think, goes to a bigger picture, which is we believe that the vast majority of people that are there in Congress, they're there because they, they want to make positive change. That's why they're in there. It's, it's, a, it's a tough job. It's not the greatest paying job in the world. It pays well, but it's not the greatest paying job. You don't go there to make a lot of money, at least not initially. So they're trying to get stuff done. And so when they find birds of a feather that are, that are, want the same thing, it's really energizing for them. And they want to make the point. That's who they are in their heart of hearts. And they just don't get that opportunity given the way that the media works, as was found with the Starts With Us study. So when they get a chance to sit with us, it's it's really liberating for them. You know, it's obviously great fun for us to see that sort of energy come out very suddenly. And of course, it's always nice to be given priority over the Secretary of State. That ain't bad either. <laughs> Bruce Bond and Eric Olson 
with their latest update on our take. Find more episodes of these podcasts and others, including all editions of Let's Find Common Ground, at our website, commongroundcommittee.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.